anxiety <laughs> are you starship sheila are we, i am like recording yes Jefferson starship <laughs> welcome ladies and gentlemen it's dusty in here a little dusty but uh we are back if i wrote that is once again recording Oof, we, had, we took a long hiatus. We did take a long hiatus, but to be fair... To be our, fair... In our defense, we've had some major life changes. Yes. For instance, I had a baby. Yes. Two she, months early. Yes. So Sheila was kind of out of commission for a minute. I was. And then uh, I found out, uh, I think shortly after you actually gave birth, that I am pregnant. So, Yay! Yes, we've decided to ruin our lives at the same time. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of shit going on over at... Uh, uh, Oof, I wrote that. But we are back. We are recording some episodes. We have plans for further recording in the future, so we're we're still here. We're not we're, we're not, not going there. anywhere, no, right? We're still around, and we will endeavor to make sure this doesn't become babies. The podcast. I'm a firm believer that media with babies is for everything from I Love Lucy to Mad About You. When you introduce a baby, it jumps the shark. So we are not going to be talking about babies on this podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I mean, it'll probably come up a little bit just because it is such a major thing. Fair. But we are talking about doing a separate podcast for the baby discussion. <laughs> to be titled babies the podcast <laughs> but all of the shit that no one tells you about this crap so there's a lot there's so much but i digress <laughs> uh so what have you been reading lately sheila okay so here's where i guess the whole new parent thing comes into play because i have not been reading um but i have been extreme binging some tv shows Ooh, nice what have you been watching uh i started with Shit's creek and i watched five entire seasons of it i think in the first two weeks that we had the baby home because How are you finding it? How did you find it? I should say. I loved it. It was the perfect um, like maternity leave media because it was. It's a really rich character driven show. It's not. There's not a lot that really happens, but they all grow as people. It's kind of like if Arrested Development had more of a heart gotcha. and was Canadian. Okay. Well, and I heard uh, Vicky's all about it, and. Uh... Oh, and shout out to Vicky for listening to the episode. Hi, Vicky. We will have several shout outs throughout this episode for. We will. Uh, the good people who have stuck with us and listened despite our titanic hiatus. But uh, yeah, she's been talking up Shit's Creek a lot. And I just got Netflix back because oh, of um, nice. uh, Stranger Things just started up. <gasps> yeah, I forgot to watch the first episode of that. Yeah, I, oh, it's all there. Oh, all eight, they uh, dumped the whole thing. Yeah, they dumped the whole thing. Netflix is good like that. Excellent. So that's probably how I'm going to spend my uh, my Sunday. Oh, that sounds like a great plan. Thank you Though for I reminding me. I may do me. some video testing, too, because Erica's thinking about maybe doing a cooking show. And so, what will it be called? Uh, never Enough Garlic. I love it, because fully endorse that position. Yeah, there never, there's never enough garlic, Sheila. There just never is, because garlic is the greatest thing in the history of the universe. And you're thinking of doing it more improv style, right? You know, I'm kind of like... Not 100% sure totally how I'm going to do it. I want to make sure that, like, the filming is just viable mm -hmm. in my kitchen mm -hmm. before I kind of move forth with anything. But I do want to focus on, like, more improv recipes. See, because I'm really curious as to what you think, like, are the best of your repertoire. Because I would love to see you cook those things. Well, what would you, what, what's something you would like to see me cook? Oh, I think my favorite thing that you make for me is the veal meatballs but i also think that's like somebody else's recipe that you adapted and that's not really like the point of a cooking show right 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 though i mean it's an adaptation of a recipe which i do think is something that people should feel that they're able to do yes you can't really trademark a recipe unless it's something really really elaborate because you know we're all working with the same ingredients here right exactly 
Uh, I did want to give one other shout out to K9. Hi, K9. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, when we saw your tweet, it completely made our day. We totally had like moments. Like, yeah, it, it was a thing. So yes. we appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Yes. And we will endeavor to have more episodes <laughs> for you to listen to as we continue forth into the future. And we hope they bring you much joy. Indeed. Indeed. Um, can I tell you about one other show that I'm watching? Sure. Also Canadian, because you know that I have a fetish for Canada as well as France and French Canada. But like everything is filmed in Canada, so I think you can like, like Hannibal is filmed in Canada or was filmed in Canada, I should say. It's true, but this is like Canadian, written, acted, produced, gotcha, aired, etc. Gotcha, gotcha. It is called Letter Kenny. Oh, you're talking about that the other day. Yes. So first of all, this I f- I want to sell it to you as kind of a gentler. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. It is about the people of the small rural Ontario town of Letterkenny, and it's kind of about the four groups, which are um, the hockey bros, the skids, which are like the meth dealing goths, um, the hicks, which is like kind of our protagonists, and the Christians. It is. It's so good, and the first scene completely grabbed me because. It kind of introduces the main character, Wayne, as a hick, and he's, like, got this, like, his, like, thumbs are hooked in his belts, and he's wearing his plaid shirt, and he's, like, got this crazy thick accent. And then the instantaneously, like, it's super fast-paced and has a lot of wordplay, and it's way smarter than you would expect. And it's just, it's so quotable. And they designed it to be quotable. Nice. And I find myself all the time seeing these, like, rural Ontario things around the house, like, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Or, like, hey, you might want to take about 5 to 10% off there, bud. (laughs) (laughs) So shoot that other people are like, what are you talking about? But you're like, this is the funniest thing ever. Yes. Not the out-of-date stuff. That, like, I was listening back to some of our old episodes where I had, like, just watched It's Always Sunny. It was literally all I talked about the entire episode. Uh, so I apologize for that, dear listeners. So hopefully you find my uh, obsessiveness endearing. I mean, to be fair, I just discovered Breaking Bad, and now I have no one to talk about it with because no one is comfortable talking about it because they're afraid they're going to spoil something for me. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, have you watched any more? Or I watched one or two episodes. The problem is I was watching it when the baby was, like, super potato mm-hmm. and not very sentient. But now, like, when she's eating, I want to talk to her and not subject her to, like meth and like murder right yeah in general yeah it's usually a good call but then when i'm up alone at night it's like a little too dark for 4 a.m yeah that's usually when i uh have to get up to go to the bathroom and then i have to make the decision of am i going to stay up for like a couple hours reading fan fiction or am i going to go back to sleep like a normal human being and I'd <laughs> I say I it's about a 75% go back to sleep, 25% stay up. So It's so much easier for some reason to get up at 3 or 4 a.m. and stay up than it is to get up at 7 a.m. Like, get up time yeah, and stay up. For sure. Why? I don't, I d- I don't know. There's a lot of uh, Hannibal fan fiction out there, though, Sheila, and I need to read all of it. <laughs> the dawn of a new era. Hey, let's, let's not act like I'm done with my boys, okay? Because <laughs> the, there's still some content out there. We're still an active part of the fan community. So, never, never let go, Jack. Never let go. Never. Um, so yeah, uh, I think uh, it's Sheila's turn to go first. Oh God, I was hoping we could just talk about other media for like an hour and a half. Nah, okay. let's that. This is this is the meat <sighs> that well, people come to uh, listen to us for some reason. I'm trying to come up with a good metaphor for like what terrible cut of meat this is. It's tripe. 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 You don't like tripe? Do you? Yeah. For real? Yes. What, do you eat it in a menudo? Or in like? pho. Or pho, excuse me. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's tasty. Is it, though? Like, sliced really, really thin 
It does it just taste? Is it does it like render and it's like fatty or is I've it? I've never chewy? cooked it personally. Okay. Oh, you've had it, I but see. I've had it. There's this place uh, by my house um, that they're a they're a pho restaurant. But no, normally I get a uh, they have a Korean short rib that I'm in love oh, with. Oh yeah, dude, like, oh god, it's so good. But uh, occasionally I'll get uh, the pho from there or pho. Excuse me, I'm a horrible American and I don't know how to say things. And I've gotten the tripe uh, one before. And yeah, it's very, sliced very, very thinly, and it's really, really good. I just don't think I'm that level of adventurous. Or, like, I would try it, but I probably wouldn't enjoy it, and then I would have a whole bowl of soup that I would be wasting. Because what tripe is like, um, it's awful, right? It is. Yeah. And I have I have had awful. <laughs> I've tried haggis, and it was pretty good. Um, I had some chicken heart something, or I think it was just chicken hearts. I've had chicken hearts reason. before. It all depends on how it's cooked. Like, I had a duck heart hash, which I have also talked I remember about on this you podcast before. On the podcast, which does sound amazing. It was really, really good. See, I said it sounded amazing, but then, like, I involuntarily grimaced as I said you it. You did totally just grimace, <laughs> yes. It's like I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as you prepare it properly, it's tasted. Again, I've been watching a lot of Hannibal, and there's a lot of, like, cooking of, like, that kind of stuff on the show, because he is a cannibal and, like, eats that shit. It's like the way they shoot the food on that show, Sheila. It's like orgasmic. Why would a cannibal eat awful? Well, he eats everything. I guess. He'll have your lungs. He'll have your heart. Sometimes he'll have your liver. Well, I'm sorry. You like the way that they show the human meat cooking? Any of the cooking. They show a lot of cooking on that show. Do they show a lot of human meat cooking? Well, I mean, they're not using literal human meat, no, obviously. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got the hunger, D. Um, no. I did not like that episode. I love that episode. I thought it was tonally off, and it's the one that doesn't fit in for me because I didn't buy that they would actually eat human meat. I didn't There's I didn't the it. one cut in that, and I think it's that episode, where they're talking about how D is a bird, and then they cut to her and Charlie walking down the street eating cheesesteaks, mm-hmm. and she's pecking at the sandwich as if she was a bird. And it's the funniest fucking thing like I've ever seen in my life. I gotta say, I don't love the bird gag either. I mean, it's dumb, but that particular cut, yeah, no, just that's really, fair. really got me. Also, cheesesteaks, dude. That's what we should have had for lunch today. That, that, that day is young. Dinner is an option. Oh my god, we'd have to drive all the way there. It's not that far. I'm kind of okay with it. Okay, it's been so long since I've had one. I have not had a Philly's best cheesesteak. Well, in... and you know they're closing that the branch that I, I worked know. in. It's been literal years since I've had one, so. Then it's probably going to make you sick. Probably. I'm going to be violently <laughs> ill, but it, it, if worth it's it. closing, it's totally worth it. All right. Well, dinner plan solidified. There you go. Now Shall stop we? fucking delaying right. and read your goddamn story. <laughs> All right. I bought myself a little time. Do we want to context corner this a little bit? Because, I mean, it's been a minute for us. and Sure. I know some people may have just recently listened to uh, our stuff, so that's probably kind of fresh for them. Yeah. But context corner it up, Sheila. If I you will feel the need. If you feel the need. I'll give you a little one. So it is October. I believe we established that it was Devil's Night, <laughs> uh, a fine tradition that I learned about from the movie The Crow. Great movie. Uh, I think the last thing you read, we had done, or was it the night before Halloween and we were just getting to Halloween? Yes. So and it is now talk Halloween. about beating up people and like shit. Correct. Okay. We're going to okay. get okay. more into that. Outstanding. Don't worry. Is my um, man there? Who? My man. My, he, um, I don't know if we'll get to him this episode. It depends on how, how fast I can get but to him. But he's coming up. He's telling. coming up. Outstanding. There will be Wolf Halleck. Halloween Wolf Halleck. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Let's go. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
October dwindled at its own leisurely pace until it was no more than the baleful crescent moon crowning the Welkin on All Hallows' Eve. You know, I was like so prepared halfway through that sentence to be like, okay, that's that's pretty good. And then it just kept going. I know. So it just kept I know. going. It's taken down about 50%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dakota had gallantly proposed that he stay home with the honor guard. So it was that the remainder of the troop ven- ventured, <laughs> ventured forth to garner not candy, as is customary on Halloween, but bloody noses and bruises. There you go. Apparently, they perceived injuries to be better than a peanut butter kiss. That's that's judgy, but that's fair. That is judgy. And nothing's better than a peanut butter kiss. Uh, do you know what a peanut... You know those crappy ones in the orange and black? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, no. Those are vile. Yeah. I, I was going like a... Uh, Reese's. My mind went either Reese's, like a peanut butter cup, mm-hmm. or a like Hershey kiss with like peanut butter in the center, which I don't know that they make. They don't. I don't why? Why? Right? I don't know. Unless Reese's is like, yeah, don't fucking do that. <laughs> like the Reese's mafia. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Bedecked, not in conventional Grim Reaper robes. Bedecked. Bedecked. It is Halloween. Like, you would be bedecked, perhaps on Christmas or Halloween, if you were to be decked. To be bedecked. But tattered jeans and dirt-sullied shirts. (laughs) Armed not with plastic scythes, but guns. Truer harbingers of death. Saturn, Jeremy, William, and Ivan trooped off. I'm sorry, the 12-year-old has a gun? You, you play real fast and loose with, like, William, though. Because, yeah. one, you hate him. 12-year-old <laughs> Sheila wrote the 12-year-old into the story to be like, he's a piece of shit, and if you're 12, you should hate yourself. I just don't understand why I, I being 12, treated a 12-year-old like he was about six. Like, we talked about how, you know, pubescent boys are the worst. But... Yes. Yes, we have. But if they all had guns, why haven't they used them when they needed to? Right, like Wolf Halleck comes bursting into your house after a target run and you don't shoot him? <laughs> they were they, they were like, well, he brought us this box of Merlot. I mean, so. that's fair. Thank you for the box target one. <laughs> okay, so they're all, they're all setting out with guns. Um, shivering at bleak prophecies, I cuddled closer to Taylor. Oh, God, I hate all the Darcy and Taylor stuff so much. It's not good. <laughs> it's it's so really bad. not. Uh, well, she's kind of the worst. I feel like he's the worst because she may be a lot of things, but she is not a sexual predator. Well, and there was something in the one of the last episodes we had where you guys were, they were talking about like what they would have been in like the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was flying in with all the shit like, like Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor. It was illuminating right. for Taylor's like, character. What is the matter with you? You are a horrible white person. Oh, he is Stop, the worst. Please. He is the worst kind of white man. Okay. Yeah, here we go. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, Taylor murmured. I hate him so much. <laughs> I really, really do. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him hard. This, this is gonna, this is like equally, fuck you. Uh, being both conversant and comfortable with the Shakespeare that had been spoon-fed to me along with mashed peas and applesauce, I could complete his apocryphal thought. Baby Shakespeare. Where's my baby? Bring me my baby. It's time for baby Shakespeare. Were you spoon-fed Shakespeare at a very young age? I mean, we did go to the Shakespeare Festival every year since I was a baby. So kind yeah, of, kind I guess, of like, then. arguably, okay. yes. But I don't, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to talk about stuff like that. Are you not? Not, you're not supposed to be like, I'm so smart. Yeah, I, I guess I'm, that's fair. I did baby Einstein Shakespeare stuff. Well, by, baby Einstein has been proven to be, like, absolute garbage. I have heard that. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't stop people from, like, using it still. I believe it is still a brand, but... It is. 
If you go watch any of those videos, it's literally just like Mozart playing in the background and then like a train going in like a circle. And you're just kind of like, this playmat right here plays like rinky dink nursery rhymes, but it also has a Mozart setting. But it plays like a snatch of a Mozart tune. They're not playing like the full Requiem, like the Requiem mess. It's like chip tunes. Like it's like NES style music. So I don't know that it's, you know, really doing anything for her development. (laughs) But hey. All right. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. I finished majestically. Majestically. Okay. (laughs) All right, Darcy. Now, have we talked about, is this being like, is this like her writing this like in the future? Or is this just sort of a... Yes, but it wasn't like conscientiously written that way. Like it's okay. not supposed to be a retrospective so much that it just happens to be in the past tense. We're but like recording what happened yeah. as it goes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was curious about that. Like, don't think too much about it because it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. Okay, that is the thesis statement of this podcast, <laughs> right there. If like we had one, it's that. Don't no, don't look for narrative consistency. Just just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. <laughs> Everybody relax. Darcy's coming in with the Shakespeare. <laughs> Taylor bestowed a ghostly smile on me, which delighted me to no end. Dakota, oh, Dakota was duly puzzled by the abstruse exchange. What are you going to Dakota for? Exactly. That's I, okay. Is he your favorite? He, I, he is my favorite. What about that's, why, that's why I wrote a fan fiction of him and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Who, so, like, you like Dakota the best than Jeremy? Wolf Halleck is my ultimate favorite. Like, I know. You realize that, right? I'm so like, excited to get to a All of these people scene. are fucking garbage, but Dakota's, like, fine. <laughs> and Jeremy yeah. is fine. Dakota's not out there, like, doing guns and mayhem on Halloween. I almost want, like, a side story from Dakota's perspective. Like, she's talking about this, and he's just like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. He also seems to be the only one that's not really, like, into her. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yes. Well, we've discussed how this is kind of like a harem anime. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Hey, Coyote, you got any wine? I solicited presently. Sure, he replied exuberantly and pounded off to fetch an elephantine decanter. Okay, these are not people who own decanters. Well, and like, if you're trying to be subtle about your drinking, you're not walking around with this like fancy ass decanter. No. You have like a Diet Coke can or you have like... You've got like a water bottle filled with vodka. Like that's that's yes. that's the move. You know, it is possible that Wolf Halleck got it on sale at Target. This is true. This is true. He did make that run for them. He has good taste. Uh, this still is okay. One of, like, my favorite things ever. Yeah, I know. That's the best. That's a good episode. Uh. There's a lot of other kinds. If it's not cool, no, it's fine. I assured him. How come you've got so much? <laughs> this is Darcy. It's Saturn, <laughs> Dakota confessed sheepishly. He's kind of a big drinker. You should have seen him at New Year's last year. He drank himself under the table. Dakota was quite pleased with himself in his idiomatic statement of Saturn's alcoholic prowess. Don't you drink other people under the table? You don't drink yourself under the table? Uh, I think whoever ends up under the table drunk is who... Oh, so you're taking it as literally as possible. Well, I think that's what it means like if i were to drink you under the table you would be under the table yes yeah like so drunk literally that you fell though, off but... your chair but literally right. i think but clearly this was the first time i had heard this expression because then then she inserts the sentence like wow that was really poetic <laughs> um he splashed a few ounces of the blood red wine foreshadowing 
into a sexy crystal goblet. No doubt purloined goods. Are they walking like around? <laughs> they got like chalices? Oh, no. They're at home. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they were wandering around. And I'm no, just they like, stayed home. Okay, we've got like a fucking decanter like on the street with us. <laughs> like a crystal goblet. Right, we're walking around with guns. <laughs> Trick or treat, And, and we've got chalices. <laughs> right, like what is going on? <sighs> hey, what's it for anyway? Dakota inquired casually. I expounded on the virtues of divination, which sadly are not great in number. I, I want to know what they are. Uh, dubiously, Dakota wished me luck, then proceeded to gorge himself mellowly on potato chips resurrected from the cupboards. Zombie potato chips. I mean, it is Halloween, I guess. It's true. Maybe I guess. That's not what I was doing. <laughs> I absently fondled Mixie's ears as I heaped my plaguing worries on the consciences of Taylor and Dakota. Oy, fault. I know, Jesus God. <laughs> William, he's only 13. Is he going to be okay tonight? Are they going to come home all bloody and oh, broken? So has William had a birthday? Because I feel like he was 12 before. It seems as though he had. <laughs> okay, but we, we passed we it. We did not know the birthday. Because Darcy birthday. hates him <laughs> so much. I wonder when his birthday was. I, now, I don't think we've had any missing pages recently. I don't think so either. I think the only stuff we were missing was from the beginning. Didn't we bake a cake for someone? Let's bake a cake. I think it was um, after... Oh, Dakota's come home cake. Yes. Because yeah. then Taylor got arrested after that. Right? <laughs> right. You, you put so much scorn into that one word that was amazing. Because the people couldn't see my air quotes. <laughs> you didn't need to. Arrested. <laughs> That's my favorite, too. Him and Officer Piggy. That Aww. was really good. That and then was, when it got kind of sexy. That was fun. That was fun. Was good times. <laughs> William will be all right, Dakota said vapidly. That's rude. Uh, he's better than I am at taking care of himself out there. I don't know why. I guess because he grew up with Saturn. How come Saturn is so good at navigating? Okay, so wait, do we have to start shipping Saturn and Dakota now? Are they brothers? Mm, no. Well, I think this will explain it. Okay. Why is he so street smart? He didn't always live with us. No, Dakota and William are brothers. Okay. He used to have a makeshift home, Dakota clarified. Who was, oh, so Saturn had a makeshift home. Yes. Okay. Used to live with these guys. They were kind of a hair band, I guess. You know the kind I mean? They got a record contract. The drummer was Saturn's adopted dad, in a way. He wanted to take Saturn on tour, but the other guys wouldn't let him, so they just left him behind. He's lived on the streets for so long. I want to know what, like, fucking world that Darcy lives in. <laughs> where, like, nobody has, like, real jobs. We're all working in record stores and as DJs. And, like, people are just getting record contracts. It's just, yeah. Well, in a hairband? Like, why? I didn't even know what that was. Nah, what, what, how old would you would have? This would have been like 96 ish? Aerosmith? There was like an, an early 90s resurgence of like hair metal. I feel like you would have been aware of that. Who would you put in that category? Uh, bon Jovi at certain points. Okay. Like Poison. Oh, so the same bands from the 80s. Yeah. Just continuing. To yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It's just hair metal. It's not metal, metal. I just haven't even heard the like the term hairband in a really long time. Well, now you have. I have. Flashback. <gasps> um, Artful Dodger, Taylor translated, and immediately I could comprehend the nuances of Saturn's streetwise manner. We had to go Dickens on that Why one. Why should I worry? <laughs> Why should I care? <laughs> Trick or treat, someone bayed at the unlocked door. 
Why do they not lock their doors? <laughs> on, on fucking Halloween. Well, not only that, you just had Wolf Halleck come <laughs> bursting in and like destroy all of you. And oh. we still have the doors unlocked? Trick or treaters. Do you lock your door on Halloween? I always lock my door. So you unlock it every time someone... Does, yes. do, do you get trick-or-treaters? Yeah, we do a few. Yeah. Yeah. We get, like, none. And I don't know if it's a sign of the times or... No, I think it's just more, like... One, there's been shitty the last couple of years, I feel like. God, yeah, that's true. And then, I mean, there just might not be a lot of kids who are of trick-or-treating age in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think there were a lot more kids in this neighborhood when I was growing up. And some years we'd go to my friends' neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're Avondale was good yeah that was where the getting was good nice mm-hmm. uh our visitor was a bedraggled saturn let me in let me in he panted cops are after me it's officer piggy ever the mountain goat he scampered to the bathroom and man man many led himself painstakingly in the shower curtain man- ever mangled? the mountain goat he is i mean i, I understand <laughs> it's just kind of a but why sort of metaphor I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, know. I, I want to explain. I know, it to but there's you. no explaining. I understand. I, I, I know. I know. It's more. Here's more. Fuck the police. Okay. <sighs> Minutes later, a sweaty, beefy cop huffed up to the door. You really don't like the cops, huh? <laughs> Where did I get this idea? Did you know any police when you were younger? No. Did you? I mean, my dad was a fireman. Yeah. So yeah, we knew police officers. We had some that lived in that little area where all the firemen were there are a couple cops there too so i again like i don't know why i was so anti-police because i again am was and am a huge rule follower it's baffling but i guess it may be that in the outsiders that there are like bumbling police it's been a minute since i've read the outsiders but i feel like there probably are it may also all come down to officer krupke also true it's entirely possible uh, you seen a boy with long hair, plaid shirt? He wheezed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dakota said contritely. We ain't seen anyone like this. <laughs> also, of course he'd be wearing plaid. Of course he'd be wearing plaid. He, it, 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 <laughs> it was 96. Yeah, no, exactly. Of course he was wearing plaid. Um, why? What did he do? Started a brawl down the street by that house with the creepy decorations. Oh, that narrows it down. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I lost him somewhere back there. <laughs> What an incompetent Okay, so we're like a block down and you've lost him. (laughs) Nice job. Nice job, dude. (laughs) The policeman excused himself civilly. Well, he has manners. And hurried away. Tay eased the door shut gingerly just as Saturn bounded into the living room to launch himself at Tay. Within minutes, they were struggling on the floor. It never ceased to amaze me that violence was a sport to the masculine half of the population. Generalizations about gender. Yeah. You were 12. I was. Bless you. Thank you. Taylor was frantically charging Saturn to explain why he'd instigated a fight and where the others were. I don't know. I wanted to, Saturn reasoned loftily. Mm. And Jeremy, Ivan, and William are all at the JD getting drunk. I always forget that Ivan is a character in this. Yeah, he's a little more detached. Because he doesn't really do anything. And he feel like he has a girlfriend, Ursula? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he was there to facilitate, like, an older sister figure being in the story. Gotcha. Without Taylor having to have a girlfriend. Or so. just having a girl in the game. Or for there to be seven of them, just like the outsiders. Couldn't cut William. We needed William in there. <laughs> I, think, I think William provides a lot of my favorite moments in this story. Um, drunk, Taylor protested judiciously. The cops are going to be swarming over there trying to bust kids. From He's the, the fucking lamest gang member of all time. <laughs> all They're the drinking? 
I don't want to go out and play with guns and fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and those idiots are drunk. Jeez, why the jolly? Jeez. Oh, I forgot about the jollies. <laughs> oh my god. There's goodness. a stream of jollies in this next couple of episodes. Yay! <laughs> don't worry, Saturn pacified him. They'll get out of there in time. Ivan's with him, remember? I don't trust him. He forgets he's with kids sometimes. <laughs> I'm the That only- <laughs> sentence, there's so like so much wrong in there right like oh god god damn because how old is ivan 22 like why are you hanging out with teenagers be i don't know i don't i don't know this is the first 40 pages explained how taylor's best friend got murdered by this this gang and then he like took in the boys i don't know i think taylor and ivan are like work friends so maybe he is kind of perif oh okay that's right they work at the record store together but again like why are you in a gang Oh, well, this oh, is the kids. most ineffective gang of like all time. Yes. <laughs> this is the first they've ever had guns, right? But then, like, weren't there in the Outsiders again? Because this is what you base this on, right? Yes, there were older dudes in that gang as well, right? Yes, and it was a similar setup with like, um, like Ponyboy and Soda Pop's older brother Derry was kind of yes, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute since I've read that book. I love it. They didn't really use guns either, right? It was only Johnny that ever got shot. And then, spoilers, Dallas at the end. Spoilers for the Outsiders. Because <laughs> um, Johnny killed somebody or did Ponyboy kill somebody? Johnny um, killed someone in self-defense, I think. Something like that. It was meant to be like, oh, no, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that very oh, sort of way. Yeah. I feel like Dakota is the Johnny of this story. Well, we did have the hospital shit with Dakota, but mm-hmm. he pulled through, so... Unless Thank you kill God. him off later as well. I, I actually know, don't know. I know Taylor is marked for death. But. Oh, I'm sorry, was it the death tarot card that helped you understand that? No, I think I figured that out before. <laughs> um, now you're staying here for the rest of the night, unless you want to get thrown in jail. Five minutes before midnight. Now, now Darcy's going to do her little ritual. Ooh. I... <sighs> <laughs> I ensconced my double eye roll. I ensconced myself in the tenebrous privacy of the guy's room. Okay. And a, mm-hmm. What what is that? What Sha- is shadowy. Okay. Yeah. Fuck That's you. So, yeah. How's that? Fuck, fuck you and fuck your source. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I amassed the divining apparatuses I had squirreled away. What? Plucking three hairs just as the clock's strident scream. Yes, Here, I will she's pointing this. at me. I yes. will say this. Um I think if there had been a little more like magical realism in here. Mm-hmm salvageable this is not the story for that like where would you put it this is a this is a hard-hitting gritty like very gritty okay very gritty yes no i think you can like i think it'd be interesting to have a story of like a gang where there were (laughs) did they get arrested (laughs) where there was like magical realism kind of sprinkled throughout the world like if wohala could actually turn into a wolf come on (laughs) sheila come on That'd be gold. I just, I just feel like that would put it like like two steps away from like Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction. I don't know why I feel Do you like have that. any idea like what how insulting that is to say? <laughs> have you to, read to, to any Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic? fan fiction? No. no. Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction is like that's a step beyond because it gets like That's what I'm saying, dude. Holy like, shit, man. Yeah. Maybe so not to like, a wolf. Maybe he has some kind of supernatural powers that are kind of like lupine in nature. Like he just has really big teeth. Or... I don't know. 
True story. <laughs> I mean, but then the rest of them, they, see, what, what would happen there would they, be that they would all become furries. See, I think you're leaping to the furry thing very it's the, too it's quickly. It's the wolf thing. Nah, and I you disagree. need like a, like a balanced antagonist for a wolf. So like, what would that be? But maybe that's why they need Darcy around because she has witchy powers. Do you want Darcy to have witchy powers? She would use them for the worst reasons. Oh, she totally would. But I'm just saying it might be a little more interesting. <laughs> Sorry, are you saying my story is not complete? Oh no, I riveting? find it. I find it riveting. Like, what if Officer Piggy was an actual pig? No, you can't go that far. That's insanity. <laughs> but like, the cops aren't really aware of it. But maybe like, but like the chief is, you know. Okay. And he's like trying to like, like keep Buffy. like he doesn't want people like everybody to know about it because it would cause like mass hysteria. So it's just sort of a we try to keep it quiet and maybe like. Darcy doesn't really know how to control her powers just yet, but this gang that she finds, they're like, oh, no, we could actually use you. Well, that would give them a reason for taking her in. Yes. Instead of eventually, like, murdering her and stealing her clothes and her makeup <laughs> to add to their pile. <laughs> Dead girlfriend clothing pile. <laughs> oh, there's the episode title. <laughs> Who's nightgown? <laughs> oh, that nightgown. Sheila. That fucking nightgown. It was so good and so bad. Oh, God. I'm just saying you could throw a little magical realism in and it would... It's just a little, just a little bit of that spice. You don't need like a whole like tablespoon, but... It it may happen, but I fear that this magic is all just because it's Halloween. Oh, no, no. And she's just being like... She's... That is who I was at that age. And we all had... Because the craft had recently came out, so we were all kind of there. Yeah, we... I mean, our whole generation was marked by, like, amateur witchcraft. Your like, hocus pocuses, your, uh, your Practical craft, magic. Practical magic, which I have the book for. I've been meaning to read that. We rewatched that a few years ago at Brian's Cabin, and it's weirdly... It's way darker than I remember. I thought, it, I, thought I remembered it being a comedy, but almost like a horror movie. No, it kind of... Yeah, there's some dark shit in there. I'm excited to read the book. I've always wanted to. Pass it on to me when you're done with it, because I'm curious. Okay. Magic. Uh, I steeled my nerves and wrenched my eyes open. Oh, what the jolly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, ah! I piped hysterically, non-compost mentis, Latin words, the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is, we got to stay the course. It's either French or it's Latin. I can't do both. Romance languages, the podcast. He was, okay, there's a lot of italics here. He was there. Taylor was in the mirror. Oh, had you seen Phantom yet? He is there inside. (laughs) I wheeled rashly, gibbering deliriously about the wraith in the glass, when I barreled directly into said wraith's extremely corporeal arms. Who saw that coming? Not no. You're just you're you're looking at me. You've cocked your head. (laughs) I know I'm disappointed in me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little gotcha. Um, Oh, Taylor, I breathed. You scared me. Sorry. I had to do it, though, he grinned. So, I guess that means we're going to get married. Wait, what? Well, that remember her little spell was to, like, you do the spell and then your future husband appears in the mirror. Oh, is that what this is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's what this I was is. not making the narrative connections. Narrative connections. Yeah, we Make them. We, we don't do that. We don't, we do, don't that do that show. Um, also, she's so young. Like, stop it. <laughs> You're well, he, old and gross. Okay, well, he's only 21. Like, that's... That's not... <laughs> in Taylor's defense. Gross! He's jolly young. No. 
15 to 16, no. No, you're right. It's not kosher. It's not kosher at all. So what's the rule? It's half your age plus two? No, plus seven. Plus seven? Your rule would be very restrictive. Or wait, would it be the opposite? I don't know. It would be the opposite. Yeah. Your rule would be wildly So he's what, 21? So that's what? Ten and a half plus seven. So she would need to be over 18, right? Am I? 17 and a half. Yes. Gross. On the fly. Math. The podcast. But in the same way that, like, you have to think of William as actually being, like, nine, I feel like the way that Taylor is presented in this story, he's, like, 18. He could have said he was 18, Sheila. Well, I thought but that... But you did. <laughs> no, I, I definitely chose to make him... No, and I know it's like when you're younger and you're like, oh, well, I'm 16 and I'm so much more mature. That is where I thought my no, maturity bar you. was at I feel you. 21. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't make him like 19 like Jeremy. Yeah, I like there's no story reason unless like he's the grown up and he has to take care of them, but... That's even grosser. Yes, agreed. Like if you're going to be the father figure, then don't be the... Christian sex better. We and are. Christian sex better! <laughs> that never gets old for me. Okay. Mm, I stuttered with my usual silver-tongued aptitude. However, by some fortuitous coincidence wrought, the crew selected that moment to bombard the door with a salvo of bulldozing bodies in gregarious greeting. Alliteration, the podcast. <laughs> Saturn could be depended on to catcall a few times, ensuring a maidenly blush. I feel like this just repeats this, like, they're getting close, and the boys come barreling in, and they make fun of her, like, over and over again. Again, it's a harem anime. Yes. Like, that happens all the time. But it's like, if it just keeps happening, it's not drawing out the tension. No, but, again, in your defense, you were 12. True. I probably didn't know how to, like, write the next step. I still don't know how to write the next No, step. we've talked about that. We have, definitely. It's awkward. Yeah. Because it is just like, I don't, I don't know. They kiss. <laughs> just put that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they kiss. Like, I've come across a few, like, uh, uh, stories on Archive of Our Own where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of sexy. Like, that's well written. I can mm-hmm. get into that. And then other times you're just kind of like, okay. But how universal or objective do you think that is? Like, do you think most of us would look at a good or bad sex scene and be like, that's a good or bad sex scene? Or do you think you'd be like, this is so well-written? And I'd be like, that's fucking cheesy. I don't know, because I guess it depends on, like, like I don't want it... I don't mind a little flowery, but it can't mm-hmm. be, like, flowery, you know? Right, and that's some people's bread and butter. And jam and jelly and peanuts and peanut butter. <laughs> Use my jelly, my jam. <laughs> my peanut butter and my peanuts. I finally showed that to Bob the other day. Like, he hadn't seen it. And I was like, okay, sit the fuck down. His no-butt dinkles? We are, we, are rec- we are rectifying this immediately. My oafish bevy had returned from their pillaging and burning excursion. Pirates. The podcast. <laughs> William was spewing with a sense of surreality. Spewing? You know, like when waves hit the beach. It's like that thing. <laughs> no, as I said it, I was like, this is, this is Stefan. That's what this is. But yeah. Okay. Spewing like breakers on the ocean, on the I'm thrusting my hand hand at you. The beach. That's what it's called. Uh, While Jeremy seesawed on his feet. Ivan. uh, Ivan. (laughs) I got very Irish there. (laughs) Ivan was absolutely saturated with alcohol. Ivan. Tay suggested subtly. Why don't you stay here with everyone tonight? 
uh uh-uh, Ivan slurred. I can go on home. Get on home. Just back down the street. Why does he become, like, Western when he is drinking? Okay, what? Taylor squawked. Ivan, you're dead drunk. Stay here. All right, Ivan. (laughs) That's all it says, just Ivan. Disgusted, Taylor hauled off his dipsomaniac freight. (laughs) Get on home. Just back down the street, Saturn sniggered. That's kind of funny, because I thought that was funny, and then so did Saturn. Okay. I think we should all just get to bed. Poor bedeviled Taylor was about to erupt. That, I think, is where I will leave it. Okay. Halloween hijinks. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I just love when you're, like, a kid and you're trying to write stuff that you have absolutely no experience with. Yes. And it just comes across, especially now that we have, you know, the the benefit of, like, 20 years of, 20 plus years of hindsight where you're just like... <laughs> Oh, you stupid little kid. Right. Like, this is not how this works. Well, and that scene was super pointless, even from, like, a frivolous sort of character development standpoint. Like, what was the point of that? Well, I think I struggle with that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very much so. (laughs) Not only in that, but in a lot of what I do, where it's like, what? how much is too much, you know, of, like, the little side shit? Because some of it you need to kind of get to know the characters and get to like them. But then other stuff, like... I was listening to some of our first episodes, and with Heartless, it's just, you're thrown right in. Right. I always needed more from Heartless. Like, I always needed more embroidery around the edges. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Bring it on. Bring it on. Excellent film, by the way. Bring it on. I don't know that I ever saw Bring It On. It's surprisingly good. We tried to go see Almost Famous, and then they busted us in the theater and kicked us out and made us go see a PG-13 movie because we were under 17. Fuck you, who's keeping tabs on Where did you go? I think that theater in Oak Park, whatever that big one is. Oh, that's like not surprising. Though. Really? At Oak Park, yeah. Like, is that really worth paying people to do? I mean, I don't I guess they can get in trouble. I never really understood it. It's not like a controlled substance. No. It was just embarrassing because we were 16. It's like it's almost famous. Like, yeah, it wasn't any, you know. They just like swear. I, I, it's been. Very long time since I've seen that movie, but and it was never really my my jam. It's not or my jelly, yeah, but you know, no. yeah. I I in the end think that Bring It On is the better film. So, all right. We also have to talk about how we made you watch um, Fury Road. Yeah, we yes. need that. We need to have that. I thought you were a little mad at me that night. No, I don't think so. Okay, I think you were just tired. Yeah, it was getting a little late. Yeah. You know. It, we, we movies the podcast <laughs> coming already, you next already have that podcast i do have that podcast called after the movie and you should listen to it okay i think i'm down here it would have made sense to have listened to you know the last thing that we Twin. did yeah but why yeah. would you do something like we, that we don't prepare on this show that's <laughs> podcast not, consistency that's What's not that? a thing that we do <laughs> okay i think this is where we were at Ugh. let's just grab a couple of these pages here Oh, it seems like we've got some juicy nuggets coming up on both ends here. A big long scene here. We'll see. I don't know how. All right, let's see where we get. The night came and was filled with the exchange of plans and goodbyes. Renee kept herself in her room, quietly hoping that her long shot would work. What's her long shot? I don't remember. Oh, she's she's taking Darcy back. But Darcy's willing to go back. Oh, I guess the long shot is like, hi, I have the princess. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Her fingers would unknowingly twirl in her hair, a gesture she would practice in her private moments. 
as she pondered the Empress's reaction. You, you got it. Not right on the head. Uh, Darcy lay in bed after explaining the plot to Cooper. Oh, Cooper. And recited her name over and over again. She tried different emphasis on each letter. Once she grew tired <laughs> of the repetition. My name is DRC. <laughs> New name for her. She's trying to get the mouthfeel for it. I can respect that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. She'd visualize the palace in her mind. More importantly, she'd picture the trip there. The wagon to Captiva, that's right, we're in the uh, wilds of Florida. <laughs> I forgot about that. Had been covered, and she was not allowed to leave its safety. So have they left? Wait, it's, what do you mean? Oh, it's no, been... she's picturing it. Okay, sorry. Okay. She's picturing, like, how it would go. Uh, I got a little confused there. I see. I don't know why this writing is so clear. Um, <laughs> she decided that she would wear her hair down. She'd always wanted to ride a horse with her hair down. <laughs> I, I get gotta that, though. You got to have those pie-in-the-sky dreams, Totally Sheila. get that. No, like, you're making fun, but if I was also, what, is she 15? 18? I want to say she's 16. Sure. If I had long enough hair to pull that off, I, too, would enjoy riding a horse with oh, my yeah, hair down. Oh, yeah, you want, like, the Botticelli-esque, like, crazy, beautiful, like, bonkers hair. It's probably a bad idea, though. Like, if you're if a horse is your main mode of transit, you should probably tie that well, up. It's getting in your face and everything. Yeah, you know when and... it's windy and you're just like, God, I'm a fucking hot mess. Or you're in the car and you've got the window down and your hair is just blowing all in your face. <laughs> not but good. it's not just me. Yeah, not good. Okay. All right. <coughs> uh, before she fell asleep, she folded her new dress and carefully placed it in her luggage because that's important, I guess. Well, we opened the story with it. We did. With a nod, she decided that was what she would wear to meet her birth mother. Christoph kept pa- God, can't talk. Christoph kept passing by Renee's door until the candle was blown out. <laughs> Christoph is so thirsty. Oh my He's God. a little bit, right? Uh, he almost knocked when the space under the door went dark. I mean, that's a bed. good time to knock. That's, good, that's very obnoxious. <laughs> Instead, he pressed his face against the door until she called his name. <laughs> He crashed into the opposite wall and hurried off to his room, mortified. Oh, my God. Renee didn't mention the episode, but locked eyes with him as she left. Wait, she saw this? Well, she was in the room, yeah. But he had his face all So she heard, she could tell, he's like breathing really heavily or something. He's against the door, and it's like, hey, stupid, like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she opened the door, and he No, 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 he, like, like, it sounds like there, he's in the hallway, he, like, crashed into the opposite wall, like, trying to get away. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a definite oh, buddy. Okay, scratchy scene change. There is enough, uh, reason enough for a hasty departure from Captiva. Ooh. Ooh. Is that what it says, or are you excited? No, no, no. I'm excited, because our, our boy is coming in. Uh, Chaboy. Uh, where are we at here? You're right over there? Yeah, there's a gnat or something. I hate that. We've had so many bugs in the house the last couple days. It's because we now apparently live in Florida and it rains every goddamn day. But because of the fourth and like people kept like coming in and out of the house. Oh. And yeah. like it's just like close the door, please, please close the door. Yeah. Close the door. Please close the door. Like I have found like night of when we were going to bed, there were like moths. There was like a big June bug. Ew. I was like, get the Ew. fucking vacuum cleaner. We're sucking up all this shit. Junebug is such a nice, cute name for the horrific things. Oh, that they're they are. so gross. They're basically like cockroaches, they're right? Really nasty. Bad times. I found a moth in my dish soap. Ew. Bad times. Yeah. I hate Why moths. are you in there? I detest moths. I hate them too. You know, I hate butterflies though too. Really? I don't understand how you can like one and not the other. I don't mind butterflies because I feel like they're not trying to get all up in your face. They. The thing is that you don't know if they're trying or not because they fly really erratic. I'm sorry, I got a long-standing thing about butterflies. Let's the look continue. on your face when you said that. 
was outstanding. <laughs> well, it's like everybody understands that I'm afraid of bees because that's sensible. Well, everybody's afraid of bees. Well, I guess that's true. For or like wasps part. or hornets. Right. But people think that it's silly that I'm afraid of butterflies. So I was trying to get them to land on their fingers and stuff. Gross. Gross. We have another dumb named thing coming up. Yay. Get excited. Get hype. Hype. There was reason enough for a hasty departure from Captiva, just outside the shadow of the Bone Mountains. Like, Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> is that where they're going to go to Bone? One would hope. That's where Kristoff is, like, angling. <laughs> He's like, I can just lovely- get her to the Bone Mountains. <laughs> There's this lovely resort. I think you'd really <laughs> like it. I just, I think we should take a weekend together. And just see. And just see. If nothing happens... I'll back off, I promise. <laughs> I promise you won't find me with my face pressed against your door Does in the night. Doesn't reek of desperation or anything. <laughs> this poor guy. The village was too close to Calia for uh, Renee's liking. But. Well, the Calians are dangerous. Oh, I guess Captiba is in the shadow of the Bone Mountains. Okay, I'm getting confused. Uh, good, clear writing. Uh, news had reached all corners of the kingdom that the desert dwellers had been lusting after the village. <laughs> the, the village in the shadow of the Bone Mountain. I, I mean, Captiva is lovely, so. <laughs> a little quieter than Sanibel, a little more low key. Mm. Uh, bu- 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 um, long before the Callians were banished to the harsh land for their failure to comply with the treaty forged by the four leaders of the farming nations. Hmm. Okay. Uh, when they refused, they set out for war. The nations united, a united nations, if you will, <laughs> and beat back the Callians. Oh. They were banished to the desert forever. No farming for you. No farming for you, damn it. You'll dirt farm and you'll like it. <laughs> With the old alliances frayed and breaking and distrust ravaging the lands, the Callians were testing their boundaries. Bethano had always been one to break with convention. And I don't know why I said that that way. <laughs> convention. <laughs> I was really excited we got to Bethano. <laughs> And test the climate. Okay. He wanted change. Change you can believe. Climate change. <laughs> doesn't say that. He wanted change and he saw Captiva as the starting point. Why? Am, am I supposed no to not knows. be on his side? Because I kind of feel like I am on his side. See, it's one of those things where the villain is so much more compelling than any of the main characters that it's like, well, no, obviously, like, it's like when Jason Statham showed up as the bad guy in one of the Furious mo- Fast and Furious movies. It's like, well, No. Jason Statham, he's a good I feel guy. Like we though. had this conversation about Jason Statham because you like don't know who he is, and it's mind-boggling so, to me. He's very generic with You're a very, very generic. generic. I am very unique. You leave him alone. <laughs> he's delightful. Uh, where are we at here? Um, okay. Uh, the well had just run dry. It was time to move once more. Bethano shook his head in frustration and burrowed his shovel deeper into the drying mud. He's a leader who helps his people, man. Exactly. He's on the front lines. Exactly. He took up a clump and examined it. Uh, There could still be water down there. We just have to dig deeper. He shouted up to the workers for a rope and hauled himself out. He's in the fucking well, baby. Exactly. He's getting work done. Uh, Make it a little bit wider at the top so the walls don't cave. I don't know what that would do, but sure. I'm not really, engineering. I'm not well versed in the fine uh, <laughs> uh, art of uh, well engineering. I'm impressed that you kind of went into it at all. I wouldn't have. That has I... never stopped my my <laughs> lack of knowledge of anything has never stopped me from just diving right in. Um, 
Make it a bit wider at the top so the walls don't cave. There's still a shovel down there. You, he pointed towards a group of young boys, kicking a ball of horse hair around. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly specific. Like world building. For no reason. Hey, that shit's important, Sheila. It's true. Uh, Make yourselves useful and gather some rocks. Uh, If there is more water, we'll have to line the bottom again. Without hesitation, the children hurried off. Uh, The Lord of the uh, Callians, that's right. It's changed from, like, story to story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been Callian, then it's been Cadian, so I apologize if I if I fuck that up as we go. Uh, the Lord of the Callians took up a towel and wiped the muck from his forearms and face. The well had run dry faster than they had anticipated. Supplies were low, and they couldn't make any sort of journey without a store of water to bring along. Uh, he'd have, have to send out... Erica, come on, tighten up. It says sent. should be send. Uh, out some scouts. Uh, perhaps there was an oasis somewhere about. If all else failed, they could head back to the palm forest. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. That sounds wet. One would think there's palms there. <laughs> Desert palms. Desert palms. Sounds like a... It's a resort in the Bone Mountains. That's the one that Kristoff uh, <laughs> was going to take Renee to. It's just it's like right next to Fuck Mountain. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Fuck Mountain is the largest peak in uh, the Bone Mountains. Uh, Many have tried to climb it, but few have succeeded. It's a trail of dead bodies leading up Fuck Mountain. Uh, All in various states of undress. Uh, Ever since they first found it, he considered building a town there. His people could use solid footing and proper homes to live in. The nomadic life has taken his toll. This is the guy. This is the guy right here. Absolutely. Uh, He swatted at a... Oh. Oh, oh, come on, really? <gasps> what is it? Ooh. Oh, I'm so excited. I completely, get to it, forgot, get to it. I completely forgot about this. Okay, we'll talk about it once I, once I read through this. Okay. He swatted at a tittering in his ear, but stopped when he felt a small tug at his lobe. Perched on his shoulder with fury pressed hard on her face. Is it a fairy? It is. Oh my god. Cavalli uh, stood ready to deliver her report. Uh, Bethano nodded once and headed for a quieter place. Like the rest of her, Cavalli's voice was too small to be heard with the ruckus of well digging oh. as background noise. I completely forgot that there was a fairy in the story. I'm so excited! And I'm a thousand percent more here for it now that I know. Oh, I'm already way here for Bethano. I'm like weirdly intrigued by his like plan to move from his nomadic lifestyle and well digging to a better well, life I for his people. This is like, I, I've always had a problem, and we talked about this, I think it was with... Um, it was probably even at the beginning of this story where I have a problem with like the villains not ju- or the villain just not being like, well, I'm evil. <laughs> He's way more likable than Renee. And then, like totally, Renee's like the hard C, like wow. Um, but yeah, this this seems to be an attempt to like let's try and make him a little more, you know, maybe like relatable or whatever. And apparently I'm succeeding, so Mm -hmm. that's exciting. He's probably about to do something terrible. I'm sure, probably, at some point. All right, let's see here. Uh, The little fairy crossed her arms and waited for Bethno to come to a stop. Uh, She'd come to accept her life of servitude, uh, but that didn't mean she had to act like she liked it. At least he was courteous enough to speak in a whisper. His boisterous voice at normal volume made her ears ring. She began speaking as loudly as she could. Uh, for one, your troops in the Deusen lands, okay, yeah, that's right, that's a town here or some shit, have been massacred by the Protectress woman. Nice. Uh, yes, Bethany amused. <laughs> Everybody wants to fuck 
here. It's great. Now you all want to go to the Bone Mountains. It's wonderful. Uh, that is nothing new, he said. Yes, I realize that, she hissed. But if you're going to interrupt, I won't be able to tell you the most important part. I didn't get a good look, and I'm not sure that she. Uh, I'm not sure what she would look like now. Uh, Bethano's gaze steeled, and he grabbed the fairy. Not right. Very mean. Don't get grabby. He held her right in front of his face. Uh, what are you saying? Cavalli wiggled free. Forget it. Manhandling me like that. Figure it out yourself. She turned to fly off. Figure it out. I love it. Figure it the fuck out, douchebag. Uh, oh yeah, he's being a dickhead here. Uh, but Bethano had taken a painful <clears throat> hold of her wings. She oh, remained that's still. mean. The slightest movement could rip them clear off. Uh, oh, I forgot about him. Or it, or whatever. Okay. Uh, you forget who your master is, fairy. I should tell knight of your disobedient ways. And yes, that is knight spelled just like knight. I know. I know. <laughs> just when you think it's like going somewhere where you're like, oh, okay. Maybe like this. And then you're like, oh no, there's so much stupid shit. Like so much stupid shit. Um, he is far less forgiving than I. Uh, with thoughts of her beloved little, I don't know how this is supposed to be pronounced, uh, it's B-I-T-T-E, I'm going to say bit, uh, suffering because of her stubbornness, raging in her mind, uh, Cavalli lowered her head and divulged her information. From what I could tell, and from what the protector said, I think the princess might have been found. The shock didn't register on his face, but Bethnal couldn't speak. He'd always assumed the heir of the Tantrum throne had died in the violence surrounding his battle with Renee. To hear she could be alive after all this time, it proceeds. Uh, sir, that's not all. Uh, rele Knight released her and focused. Oh, Bethano released her and focused. Uh, Knight is in your tent, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's outside of it, too. Knight had come to the tent. Sorry. <laughs> Like, could you come up with a fucking name, <laughs> you lazy bitch? Like, for serious. What are we even doing here? Night. <laughs> I, I also guarantee Aww. you, like, 1,000% that the Bone Mountains at one time were the Nameless Mountains. And I was like, I can't call it that. I need to come up with something. And Bone was the best I could do. Okay, where are we at here? Oh, that's right. Night came to the tent. <laughs> And the surrounding area. I'm sorry, please continue. You're fine. I told it all about the news as well. Oh, we're going it now. Interesting. Pronouns, the podcast. Uh, how long has... It, we're just doing it now. I thought we said him before. When? Yeah. Well, I should tell Knight of your disobedient ways. He is far less forgiving than I. Mm. And now we're addressing it as it. Mm. Yeah. It's Pennywise. That's what the problem is. Oh. Which I still haven't watched, by the way. Oh, is that out? The second one? No, the second one. I haven't seen the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty good. Bob's not like a huge horror movie guy. <sighs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Tangents, the podcast. Uh, just arrived as I did. I told it the news and it wants to talk to you. So I just we're going with it now. Uh, waving the fairy away, Bethnal rushed back to his tent at the entrance of his chambers. He quickly washed the rest of the filth from his arms and face before rushing inside. Like a child late for school, he tried to avoid the dull gaze of his benefactor. I don't know if I should keep going. This is a pretty long scene. So I might stop there and okay. pick it up next time. Yeah. So I think I will leave it there. 
I'm very excited to see what Knight has in its up its sleeve. I'm sure it's something really stupid <laughs> and convoluted and dumb and ultimately not making much sense. Did you tell me this story does not have an ending, too? Are we on the road to nowhere? I'm pretty sure we are. So I think... Hmm. We might come to like a... Like a part one of two type of ending. Oh. Do we... Is there a part two? I think I have some parts of what would have been the continuation written. Okay. Because that's... This is all like Darcy and Renee shit in here. Mm-hmm. Why in two parts? It's who the fantasy. Who, exactly. It's fantasy. It needs to be long and epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're so sarcastic today. I love it. <laughs> epic. Epic. Magic. So, yeah, I, I... I don't know why, like, I... I it's so hard for me... To finish something. Endings are the hardest part. Um, making making the whole investment have been worthwhile. Maybe that's what it is. Just like a fear of like nailing it. So just being like, I'm just not going to do it then. Because you know? <laughs> I still have that journalist story that I really wanted to finish this yeah, year. But you, I literally not touched it this year at all. You stalled out on it? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I, it got to a point where I was pretty happy with it. And like I kind of knew where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like know necessarily how to get there if that makes sense okay mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know do you not do outlines or storyboards you know i don't know that i had an outline for that one for the latest well the last like big darcy and anything i wrote which is around 400 pages i did have an outline for that mm-hmm. but that was another one where i got to a part and i was just like i don't know how to get from you know mm-hmm j to k so i'm just gonna stop do you have a resistance to like if there's no sensible way from j to k can you not go back to h and i reroute them you know one of the things that i have been trying with my newer stuff is just to write and get it out and then let's figure out the connective tissue later mm-hmm. um she read about that in that on writing book by stephen king but that seemed to have been more your mo with heartless you know, Heartless almost feels like now, like it was called, that it in and of itself was like a, an outline for something that should have been much more yeah. fleshed out. Yeah. And a lot more kind of breathed into that world, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, Heartless. I miss Heartless. I miss Heartless, too. That's I think so it'll good. always be my favorite. Because this one's more serious. Like That one had a comical tone, deliberately, at least for a while. Until it took, like, a very a sharp, <laughs> sharp left turn to be like, I'm sorry, what, what are we doing now? We're ripping out hearts. There's a little humor in this, though. It's mostly the side character. It's so ridiculous. I think, I think Renee is, a, is sort of a humor suck. Well, and it's always been the problem with her because it's like she's supposed to be this, like, very... Not necessarily like stoic and put upon, but her lot is kind of shitty, mm-hmm. and she knows it's shitty, mm-hmm. and she takes no joy out of anything. Right. So, so I hope that she finds a way to cut loose. Whether or not that's good for her, that's what I want to see. I can guarantee you that doesn't happen. <laughs> she's just she's a tight ass. I tried that a little bit more in the four hundred page version. Actually, introduced a there was another character who like met up with Darcy first. 
and then they were kind of traveling for a while mm-hmm. and that kind of lightened things up a bit mm-hmm. um i don't know because I, I i wonder if i get done with this and you're still you'll probably still be reading yours right you got a lot oh yeah and this isn't there's not like a ton here but maybe maybe we can do like selections from the 400 pager because I, I don't know I, I i don't know if it really falls in the criteria of what we're trying to do here because i mean i don't know that i would necessarily necessarily call it good mm-hmm. but it's better but that predates this no no okay that was the latest version of it that i've been working on since like maybe like 2012 2013 i feel like it wouldn't be sporting to make fun of that yeah that's kind of my you know like just mm -hmm. if you love it you know i don't know even that i necessarily love it i mean i like parts of it i like ideas of it and i think it you can definitely see like in this where that came from Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like you can see the stepping stones which has always been kind of interesting to me but I did start trying to get kind of an outline-y kind of thing going for uh, a different story that's kind of Darshinone-esque, but not. I'm just trying to not use those characters anymore mm-hmm. and do something that's a little more, I don't know, it's different than what Darshinone was, you know, but I do still want to write like a, a fantasy story. I mean, I feel like that's where your heart is. It is. It really is. Although with that said, I feel like your taste in media leans more toward... (laughs) We were all thinking it, Sheila. We were. We were all thinking it. You know, like not fantasy. Like of all of the things we've talked about on and off this podcast that you enjoyed, I don't know that any of them has been what I would call fantasy. I will, I will say, though, I have had a hankering to watch the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy again. Yeah. I don't know why, but every now and, like, every couple years, I'm like, I think I gotta watch it again. You know, I found that so sweeping and epic and emotional at the time, and now I feel like there's, it's missing something big, and I don't know if it's like nuance and gray, gray characters. I feel like at some point or- today, women, definitely. We should sit down. I don't know if you've ever watched this. Lindsay Ellis does a, it's a three-part kind of breakdown. It's mostly of the Hobbit movies. Yeah, we did watch that. Did we watch it? Yeah. Okay. But she talks about like how Lord of the Rings was so important to her when she was like, I think she was similar age to us when it first came out. And that's what made her interested in filmmaking. And Oh, the, mo- the films were important to her. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally feel like the films are better than the books. I read the books after I saw the movies. And I was like, I can't, yeah, me too. Get, I can't get through this. They're real dry. Yeah. Well, and it was just like having seen the movies and that interpretation, you're getting to like Tom Bombadil and you're like, what the fuck is this? I didn't. Okay. I mean, I didn't hate Tom Bombadil, but I prefer. It's As a little example. more like, it's more of a detour though. And I like that. It's not the traditional like hero's journey. And I don't have, I love the hero's journey. I once took this. American literature class in Canada and we read this book called Bright Lights Big City by Jay McInerney and it's just like a it's a dumb 80s novel about cocaine but it's it's a hero's journey and he he like leaves the club or something in the morning he forgets his sunglasses and so he has to go back in the club and get his sunglasses and the professor talked about how that was like the hero's descent into the underworld for the lost object and blah 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 and it totally helped me reframe this 
terrible 80s cocaine novel as something worth reading. Hmm, interesting. I feel like he had us read a lot of questionable like 80s stuff. There was some Brett Easton Ellis. Mm. I fucking hate Brett Easton Ellis. It's American Psycho, right? Yeah. Yeah, I never Which read the book. Which, I actually, I think American Psycho is a worthwhile work. I do. But everything else is garbage, and he's a garbage person. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, quick, uh, just note about format. Uh, for now, we have decided to abandon the notebook. I know we were all very excited <laughs> about the notebook, but we've we've it just felt like it kind of like fucked up the flow. And it we thought it would be comedically terrible, but it's 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 really just sort of objectively it's terrible. It's quite yeah. bad. So what we're thinking is maybe doing some side episodes of just the notebook. So that won't interfere with like not that we really have a regular release schedule. But in the coming weeks the every other Thursday release schedule. Maybe we'll throw it up as like a bonus at some point, but because we don't want to necessarily abandon it because I do think it's still... It's our monster baby. It is. We can't. It is, exactly. And it, it deserves to see the, the cold light of day. It may get better too, as you and I kind of found the groove of what we were doing. Well, I think I we eventually, it kind of... Coalesced. Becomes more, I, I hesitate to say coherent, but more coherent than it is now. I almost feel like there was another version, another notebook that was more you. And there was a, a drawing, a map in it. I can remember this. Maybe you just wrote it yourself and gave it to me to read. Maybe? I distinctly remember looking at it in study hall. Mm. Maybe. With John of Colin. Like, where's John of Colin? I feel like he might be later in the notebook. Maybe. Maybe something happened. Like, maybe or I, like, maybe killed the current crush. And... We got to a point where we were just like, this is, let's, we need to, like get on like a path that makes some sense but the thing is the way we were doing it and the way that high school kind of was structured for us we didn't really have the opportunity to ever talk about it we would meet for two minutes no we would just pass it off off, right yeah we never had a chance to be like oh this is where i'm going yeah and that was kind of what was interesting about it because it's just go write whatever you want yeah it was an exercise it was an experiment oh yeah and it was fun it was fun fucking terrible but it was fun yeah, it's a lot worse. It's not. It's not funny. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, bad. it's bad. It's straight up bad. <laughs> but we'll see. Like you said, we'll do like a bonus, like zero point five episode. And yeah, see like, where we go. I, I really don't want to abandon it because I do think it's it's still kind of a testament to our past selves. And yeah, it's a little time capsule, right? And not celebrating it necessarily, but I I don't know. I just I just don't want to abandon it. No, we won't. So <laughs> we'll just lock it in the basement. There you go. Good call. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for joining. Uh, please go listen to the uh, battery of Team Puma Knife podcasts. You can check that out at teampumanife.com. Uh, we have them all listed there. Uh, and yeah, please like and subscribe. Uh, oof, I wrote that. That helps us, I guess, somehow. I don't know. But we'd appreciate it if you did. Let us uh, hit us up with a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Lady Near the Lake. Um, we have Team Puma Knife on there as well at Team Puma Knife. Sheila is smart enough to stay off social media, <laughs> uh, so she does not engage. In any of that. I think we also have an at oof I wrote that. We do. We do. We do have an oof I wrote that Twitter. You can tell how often I use this shit. Uh, but yeah, reach out to us. Uh, we, we do love to interact with the folks who listen. We do. It makes so, our day. Exactly. So thank you everybody who does. And we will talk to you next time. See you on Bone Mountain. <laughs>
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs> <laughs>